The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, bunch of teams. Now I got a bunch of podcasts, all of which are 30 minutes of on-demand audio or video for those of you that check us out now on YouTube three times a week here on the Ross Tucker football podcast in the offseason daily during the season you don't need to listen or watch anything else you can just listen or watch this and I promise I will keep you up to date on everything you need to know going on around the NFL loved going over Joe Dolan's quarterback and tight end rookie fantasy rankings Yesterday on the Fantasy Feast podcast, check that out. Of course, Greg Cosell and Andrew Brandt were awesome earlier in the week. As I hinted today, we've got Micah Parsons, the number one pick for the Dallas Cowboys, number 12 overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, former Penn State linebacker and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania resident, which is where I reside as well. So cool to see how much his selection means to so many people around here. And like all of them, I am very much rooting for Micah and really looking forward to talking with him momentarily. But first, we've got some winners. Every week, I love to give people these signed pictures, these signed football cards. You want signed press pass. I'm showing a Jags-Eagles press pass. I didn't even know I had Some of these things are absolutely awesome. I still have the AFC Championship game one, if you want that. That'd be especially good for you Chiefs fans. There's three ways you can win it, including spread the word via social media, taking advantage of a sponsor, or subscribing and commenting on the YouTube page. It's the last show of the week, though. So we got to give them out. Let's get out some winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Micah Parsons wants to win. I want to win. Victor Tosi wants to win. Victor Tosi liked a post by at Ross Tucker Pod on Instagram. And now he gets whatever he wants. A signed picture, signed card, 
Sign press pass. Victor, just email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Let me know. You just won the easiest contest in America. Chad Roberts, one of several of you guys that took advantage of the code football over at 1-800-Flowers.com. Kudos to you, Chad. That is a Mother's Day no-brainer. And then the YouTube shout-out winner, Petrus Panky. Uh, Petrus made a couple comments on one of the Greg Cosell episodes, either Friday or Monday, around the draft. So congratulations, Petrus. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. So excited to welcome in the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys. First round pick, number 12 overall. A guy I first saw in ninth grade. I don't even know if he knows this story. Micah Parsons from right here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Micah, thanks so much for coming on the show. uh, Anytime. I appreciate you for having me on the show. So I don't know if I ever told you this story. But I'm, I live here in Harrisburg now. I live in Paxtonia, so CD School District, where you went for a few years. But I'm from Reading. So your freshman year, I went to the Wilson CD game just because I'm from Reading. And you were killing people. And I texted Andy Frank at Penn State, who's like the director of personnel. And I said, CD's got a ninth grader who's unbelievable. And I think the next week they came into school to check you out. And the week after that, you had a scholarship offer to Penn State after your fourth game. Did I, did I ever tell you that? Did anybody ever tell you that story? No, no one's ever told me that. Yeah, it's funny, man. I, I mean, I knew right away that you were uh, uh, a very, very special player. And I know you remember when I came over to, to CD camp your junior year. Do you remember what I said to you? Yeah, you said if I stayed out of trouble, you know, I'd get to do a lot of great things. I said if you did the right things for the next five years, you would change your life. Guess what it is, bro? It's five years. You did, Dude, that was before your junior year of high school. So you had two more years of high school, three years after that, and here you are, man. Um, by the way, I've already had a couple of people text me. Where do I get one of those – Harrisburg versus the world hoodies, man. That is awesome. Yeah, those shits hurt me. I can't even lie. I got honestly, I got them from Music Man. Um, right there. Um, it's right there. It's off of Market Street near the Domino's and the CVS. I can't even think of the street right now. It's like right in the corner, though. Got it. What's it called? Music Man. Music, man. That is, dude. First of all, the sweatshirt's awesome. Secondly, you're on the Cowboys' private plane. You're flying to Dallas, and that was what you put on. Like, I, explain why Harrisburg means so much to you, and why you take it so seriously to rep where you're from. Um, you know, Harrisburg means so much to me because this is where I'm from. I feel like Harrisburg made me. All my childhood and my adulthood, Harrisburg is all I know. So, um, you know, it, like, formed me in a lot of ways, like my family, my friends, um, the city. And the way they just, like, gravitated towards me and supported me throughout my process, you know. Um, when I needed to travel somewhere, we did – my mom sold dinners and people bought dinners to support me to travel to tournaments and wrestling tournaments and football events. So, you know – Harrisburg was a key part of my success, you know, how they showed support and believed in my talents and 
you know, during when I was in high school, when I transferred to Harrisburg, how it was just so much support. And I just saw like the city like gravitate towards each other. And, you know, it's important to rep because people got to know where you come from. You know, Harrisburg's a small city. Not a lot of people make it out of here. A uh, bunch of talent, but a lot of it goes to waste. So I want people to know that, like, there's talent here, too, and there's more people like me or similar to me, and, you know, that we could do better things in this world. Yeah, man, that uh, – I know how much you mean to so many people around here, uh, which is, first of all, why I'm glad you ended up going to Penn State because that helped people be able to follow you and look up to you. And then you went to Penn State, and you graduated in three years. Yep. You know, why, why was that so important to you? Because people always think it's just about football. Like, you know, I, I, like, I felt like a lot of times people like, well, he's talented, but he never really would get the school thing. You know, he's not smart enough. You know, I don't think he could do both. So my goal was like, okay, okay, well, I can do both. So I was like, I got to get my degree before I leave. And that's exactly what I did because it's really not just about football. It's bigger than football. And now I could change, you know, the generational curse of, you know, my family not getting degrees in college and uh, leave that hope onto my son. That is awesome, man. Um, you know, one of the things that bothered me, knowing you a little bit, I don't know you well. I mean, I talked to you before junior year. I called the U.S. Army Bowl when you were in it. But one of the things that bothered me was everything I would read or hear before the draft, it was off-field concerns, character issues. And I know Coach Mack at CD. I know Coach Everett. The Penn State guys swear by you. Like Andy Frank, anybody at Penn State, they said all he ever did was everything we asked him to do. That's your rep, man. That's your name. How much did it bother you? that people were saying that or did you understand because of the one or two incidents that that's just how it was going to be um it was a little bit of both you know i understand that you know when you're under a light and you got these teams trying to invest in you there's always going to be things that people try to scrape up together to say anything that try to deny your worth and of who you really are and you know i try not to feed into it too much you know like you know i see it but I'm like, you know, these GMs and coaches are going to do their due diligence, you know. Um, they're going to find out the truth. And that's why I really wasn't scared because I know what type of person and team player I was, you know, and how much I was involved in Penn State's program, Harrisburg's program, trying to get players there, trying to develop a winning culture. So I never really thought, like, it would hurt me too much. And those two incidents, you know, once they did their due diligence and I was cleared of what I was accused of, um, you know, it made a lot of things easier. But, you know, from the outside in, you know, you got scouts and you got random fans who the scouts are feeding to look into the the trash they put online just to, for clickbait. So it's just like whatever. You get used to it, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't know you that well, but it bothered me. I can't imagine what it's like for people that, you know, like your mom and dad or the people that really know you and have been around you all the time. Someone was saying stuff like that about, I've got two little girls. They have something saying about that, especially, I mean, I won't get into it, but like, I know for a fact, some of the other guys in the draft did stuff that's way worse than what they said you did. And it just, nobody ever finds out about it. So yeah. anyway, that's, I, I'm enough with that. I want to get into, um, are you really, did you really grow up a Cowboys fan? I didn't know that until I read that recently. Yeah. So my whole, my mom and my brother, 
I mean, my dad and my brother are huge Cowboys fans. I was a Cowboys fan growing up, and then we went on a bad streak, and I kind of, like, bandwagoned. And I was like, I bandwagoned to, like, because I, like, fell in love with, like, Cam Newton growing up. So I was like, I'm a Panthers fan. And then, you know, I switched over to Tom Brady. But, like, my true original team was the Cowboys. And I'm going to say that publicly. <laughs> oh, man, that is funny. Well, I'm telling you, man, like – I can remember, Mike, uh, I was, it was my second year in the league. I started the last seven games for the Cowboys at left guard. And I'll never forget going to the team hotel. And it was packed. I mean, there were people everywhere. And they were treating us like rock stars. And, I, and we were 5-11 and 11 that year. And they were, treating us like we were, they were treating us like we were Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders. And I'm sitting there thinking – do they know we stink? <laughs> like, it is, uh, you know, you won't really know any different unless you ever play for another team. I played for five teams. You can see all the helmets behind me. Like, you won't know that every team is not like that because your first team is going to be the Cowboys. Yeah. And then, like, it's kind of like a great situation for me because Penn State's similar like that. Like, Penn State are all diehards. Like, we're going 100,000 every time. So, I'm glad I'm going into an environment like Dallas. What do you know about being a Cowboy? I mean, I know what I just said to you, but has anybody else told you anything similar, just how different it is when you're yeah. a Dallas Cowboy? Michael Irvin, when I got on the phone, he's like, you don't know what that means yet, but you go find out, boy. It's different in Dallas. Once you're a Cowboy, you're always a Cowboy. He started laughing. He's like, I can't tell you all the secrets. That's good. We can't do it over Zoom, but trust and believe when we sit down, I'm going to tell you about Dallas. Uh, it just just had me a little shook up, and Jalen said it was different too. So, And I was out with Jalen when I went down for my media day. So, Got it. Well, I'm glad you brought up Jalen because one of the things I think a lot of people are interested in is they've got – I know Sean Lee retired. By the way, I love Sean Lee. If, if you can find a way to spend time with that guy, man, love he's one of my favorite Penn State guys to watch ever. Um, but they got Vanderesh and they have Jalen Smith, right? So a lot of people were like, hmm, where, where are they going to use Micah? How are they going to use Micah? What what if, what do you understand about that? How do you think they're going to use you? Um, as of as of I know right now, they're gonna start me off at like Mike Will position and work me in at those two positions. Um, you know, DQ's gonna try to run a base three, four. So um, I don't know how everybody's going to fit yet, but that's kind of where they want me to work in and learn uh, where to play right now. And so that's what I'm excited about. And, you know, uh, using me on a lot of different blitz and stunt schemes from the inside uh, interior pass rush, because uh, that's what they saw on film. So it's going to be exciting. Did you, uh, did you say DQ's running a base three, four or four, three? He's running a three, four. God, okay. I didn't know that. Um, so that's the other thing I tell people about you, man. Whether it was in high school at, you know, at CD in Harrisburg, but then as well at the U.S. Army Bowl, you know, I think you're about as good of a high school pass rusher off the edge as I've seen. I kind of thought you'd end up being a D-end. I was surprised when Penn State moved you to linebacker. I thought you were going to be a D-end all the way. I almost feel like they could have used you more as a pass rusher at Penn State. That You know, in the bowl game, they used you as a blitzer. But I feel like there's still a lot of untapped potential there 
as a pass rusher, whether it's off the edge or as a blitzer, that people don't really know what you have. I, I was just uh, I was just saying this the other day, and I was saying um, I never played a true position my whole life. Like all growing up, I was a running back, linebacker, and then when I got to high school, someone gave me the option to either play JV running back or defensive end. I was like, I want to play JV running back. <laughs> and it's crazy how my journey works out. And then, like, my friend ended up getting hurt, and then I ended up starting and like took off from there. Like, so like it's just destiny. So I played DN for uh, high school for four years, and then I switched to linebacker as soon as I got there. So I was like. Guys, like, you know, people saying all these things, but people forget that was, like, my first two years of playing off-ball linebacker at, like, a legit level, like, you know. And the the jumps from year one to year two was already, like, really good. So I was like, once I get in an organization where I can practice it for another year or two more years, oh, it's going to be ridiculous. So I try to explain this to people, but it's a totally different world. And in your dirt end of the line of scrimmage versus off the ball, sort of what you're seeing. And also, you got old linemen coming at you from every direction. You can get a wide receiver crack, the tight end. How, how tough was that for you to get used to? And how much growth do you think you have when you get to actually see it and get more reps as an off-the-ball backer? Oh, yeah, it's it's completely different because you got to look at your back, you got to look at your tight end, and you got to look at the old lineman, you know. Uh, if you got your Y off or they running a fullback offset, you got to look at all those guys because you got to see pulls, you got to see uh, Y off pulls, and you got to see back um, shoulders. Like, is he going wide flow? Is he coming straight for you on insert? And so it's a bunch of things you got to look at. Um so it, it, it's completely different. You know, your reads got to be so quick and decisive because of the lineman play, and they'll work up to the second level if you don't show in your gap in enough time. So, you know, you got a bunch of different things, and then you also got to watch out for pass. You got to watch for 2-1 exchanges on pass or 3-2 exchanges and motions and shifts and recounts on who's the blitzer, who's not the blitzer. So you can literally go from – a cover two to a cover three in a matter of seconds. You know, you can go from cover six to uh, cover four. So, you know, a lot of people don't know those transitions and how smart you really got to be as a linebacker. Yeah, there's no question. And I think the combo of you getting more time as an off-the-ball backer and you having more potential as a pass rusher, I'm not surprised that you are right now the favorite to be the rookie of the year in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. I'm sure somebody else has mentioned it to you. I'm sure you've been asked about it. What do you think about uh, being projected right now as the favorite to be the defensive rookie of the year? It's cool, but it's going to be better when I go get it. You feel me? I'm going to go get it. It's cool. It'll taste better and look better when I actually got the award rather than just talk about it. Is that a goal of yours? Of course. And, you know, it's a goal to do other big things for Dallas and win games. You know, I feel like more as long as I'm winning and I'm also producing, all that stuff's going to fall in line. Well, Micah, I really appreciate the time. Uh, so happy for you. Very proud of you, knowing you for a while. And it's going to be fun. Are you, What are you wearing down there? You know what jersey you're wearing yet? I'm trying to get this 11. I'm trying. It's going to look too hard if I get it. Ugh. I love it. So, you know, uh, I, I think I, I texted you this, but
But you know, I played with Lavar my first two years in Washington, mm-hmm. and um, we actually one time we got in a fight. Well, we got in a couple fights, <laughs> but one time, Micah, he got my helmet off and swung it at me as hard as he could. Thank God he missed. But then when they when they broke up the fight, they pinned our arms down. You know, like they pin your arms down, you can't move. Somehow, Lavar got his right arm out, and he gave me a right hook. Right to the side of my head. I got four stitches up there in my ear, but I had been hitting him so hard in the helmet. After so the whole rest of practice, Micah, my ear is gushing blood on my white uh, Washington uniform. My O line coach is mad at me because he felt like I got I got beat. I lost the fight because Lavar got that shot in. Meanwhile, my hand is killing me, and so after practice, I go in there. They X-ray my hand. They thought I broke my hand punching Lavar's helmet as hard as I could. And then the, the, the doctor's stitching my ear while they're giving me the hand x-ray. I'm 23. I call my girlfriend, who's my wife now. I'm, like, driving home to my apartment. I said, uh, how was work, huh? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Jessica said this and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, how was your day? I'm like, uh, kind of a tough day at the office, actually. <laughs> I thought I broke my hand. Lavar smoked me in the side of the head. I almost died when he hit me when he tried to swing my helmet at me. But tell me more about Jessica and what she said at lunch. <laughs> crazy, why were you guys man. Crazy. Why, why were you guys fighting? Um, because I I knew I was on the bubble, so I was practicing really hard during the season, and he didn't like that. Like we're we're friends. You can bring it up to him. Like I, we we laugh about it now, but he was mad because they moved him to the end on passing downs. I don't think he liked that. But I I played bad against the Eagles on Monday night, so I kind of got benched, and I knew I was on the bubble, so I was practicing hard. Like I was like I was like practicing hard, and it's the middle of the season, so Lavar he he didn't want that, and I get it. And he said to me like Tuck, I'm telling you. Talk and I was like, Lavar, I got a lot of friends, bro. Like, I need this job. Like, I, you know, like you do what you gotta do. I'm in. so he came. I'm playing right guard, Micah. He comes off the edge. I gotta pop out for him. I knew before the play we were gonna get in a fight. Like, I kick out, and as soon as I I went to grab him, he just swung as hard as he could, and we just went like I it, it had been building for like a couple days. Um. So anyway, I'm I'm here. It's fun. like honestly now it's just a great story. You know, now it's yeah. just an awesome story. As long as he didn't actually hit me with my helmet. Long long way of saying, uh, when you were number eleven at Penn State, it reminded me of Lavar a lot. And if you could be eleven with the Cowboys, I don't I don't know if you got to pay the guys some money. I don't know what you got to do, but dude, that would be sweet if you could be eleven for the Cowboys. You know how many jerseys you're gonna sell, man? Hey, if I get this eleven. It will be. It'll be. Uh, I can't even describe it. I'm working. I'm. They're working on the for me too. I think they they grasp that too. That's so when is uh? What's next for you? When do you go? Do you know? Yeah, I, I report uh, next Tuesday. Awesome, man. Well, enjoy your time in Harrisburg. Uh, congrats on getting the key to the city earlier in the week, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, of course, Ross. Hit me up anytime. That was awesome. I knew it would be. Uh, really appreciate Micah for coming on the show. I know he's got a lot going on here in Pennsylvania before he heads back to Dallas. And uh, we, as you could probably tell, we recorded that uh, a couple of days ago before Micah knew 
that he would get number 11. So that that was Tuesday afternoon, actually. That's when it could work for Micah. And I guess yesterday the news came out, he's officially getting jersey number 11. So you could tell that was important to him. I'm happy for him. I know what's important to you, the mothers in your life, whether it's your mother, your mother-in-law, your wife, your grandmother. Guys, this is the no-brainer of no-brainers. Just go to 100flowers.com. You can still do it. Even if you haven't gotten anything yet, you can still do it. Bouquets, plants. They even have gourmet treats, sweet surprises. Every mother in your life deserves, in my opinion, flowers for Mother's Day. They deserve it. You know, they've brightened your life in so many different ways. Time to brighten a couple weeks of their life. Roses, lilies, it doesn't matter. And you can still get the order in. It's crazy. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and you can still get the order in today. To order last-minute Mother's Day bouquets, arrangements, and gifts, go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter code football. That's 100flowers.com, code football. Saw my mother-in-law last night at our daughter's softball game. She already said thank you. My mom texted me, thank you. You spoil me. It's a no-brainer, guys. 100flowers.com, code football. Ducks takes. Morning, Ross. Well, since we just got done talking with Micah and the Cowboys, let's continue with the Cowboys. They have cut their starting defensive tackle, Antoine Woods. So what I think is interesting about that, Bri, is I didn't realize the Cowboys are evidently running a base 3-4. Like Micah said, I think most people thought that they'd be running a 4-3 because that's Dan Quinn's background, but... According to Micah, they're going to be running a base 3-4. And so I think that, in their mind, Antoine Woods perhaps doesn't really fit that anymore. They really only need one guy to be the nose tackle. I mean, they need DNs as well. But my guess is they don't think Antoine Woods fits that defense. Tucks takes. Meanwhile, the Detroit Lions cut former starting running back Kerryon Johnson. So... I haven't looked up. Carryon Johnson's still on his rookie contract. And I'm, I'm assuming the Lions tried to trade him and they were not able to. I'm a little surprised nobody would give like a conditional seventh round pick for Carryon. I thought he did some positive things in the NFL. And then I don't know what Antoine Woods' salary was. They say it was a salary cap move. But again, I mean, he's a solid D tackle in the NFL. There are teams that still need a solid D tackle. Little surprise these teams aren't able to get conditional seventh round picks, the highest honor that can be bestowed upon an NFL football player that yours truly once received. However, maybe these teams just know that they're going to cut them and they don't need to do it. Ducks takes. On the other side of the transaction spectrum, the Raiders signed former Chargers DB Casey Hayward. You know, it's funny, Bright. Like, I knew Villanueva was still out there. I don't think I even realized Casey Hayward was still a free agent. Like, I need to go and check out the remaining available free agent list and just see who's still on that thing. And now Hayward's like 32 now, but if you're the Raiders, they've got some young corners. You need a vet that can show the young guys like Damon Arnett the ropes. I like that move by the Raiders. Ducks takes. 
And finally, more Aaron Rodgers news coming out, including him referring to Packers GM Brian Gutekunst as Jerry Krause with teammates. And the Packers believing the Niners and Broncos tampered with Rodgers. So a couple things. On the Jerry Krause thing, that obviously became a big deal after the Michael Jordan documentary. I didn't really care. I, I, I thought that Jordan and those Bulls went a little bit too far with Jerry Krause. I mean, look, the guy's trying to do the best he can. You know, I mean, like he's he's trying to do the best he can for the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf. And by the way, you don't know how many times Jerry Krause did things that he didn't want to do, but it's what Reinsdorf told him to do. And Krause just had to be the fall guy or the bad guy. And by the way, if one thing I would mention Aaron Rodgers there is, Maybe maybe win more than one Super Bowl before you start to say stuff like that. You know, Jordan had a little bit more clout, I'd say, winning six championships. As for the tampering, they can never prove that. They're, I mean, that's a waste of time. You know what isn't a waste of time, Bri? Making sure you are comfortable when you sleep. And that is what you can do with Purple Mattress. So this grid technology it doesn't trap air. The air actually circulates and flows through it. So you'll never overheat. One of my daughters is always hot. Getting her one of these purple mattresses. Look, I just bought two purple mattress pillows. And that's what I'm giving my wife for Mother's Day because she loves them. She needs a new one. And you're never hot. Like you're, it, it, It's awesome. And it like contorts to your head it's really really cool purple you can still probably get it for mother's day too for your wife or whoever purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world right now you'll get 10 percent off any order of 200 dollars or more go to purple.com slash ross 10 and use promo code ross 10 that's purple.com slash ross 10 promo code ross 10 for 10 percent off any order of 200 dollars or more Purple.com slash Ross10. Promo code Ross10. Terms apply. Let's get to an email, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. So the email address for me is always Ross at RossTucker.com. Whether you've got an email question, a sponsor, uh, maybe you want to sponsor the show, maybe you want me for uh, an appearance, whatever it is, Ross at RossTucker.com is where you hit me up. It's one of my favorite things that we do because I know a lot of people have never met uh, an NFL player, a former NFL player, and they've always had a question they wanted to ask them. That's what I'm here for. Any question you've ever wanted to ask a current or former NFL guy, ask me. Go for it. Ross at RossTucker.com. What do you got, Brian? Today's question from Graham. Hey, Ross, I just made a comment on YouTube, uh, one of your YouTube videos with Greg breaking down the Super Bowl. I wrote a review on the podcast, even did a Facebook like on my wife's iPad, even though she wasn't looking. Uh, my <laughs> question, why do some teams stick with zone coverage in critical situations over man coverage? The amount of times I've watched Tom Brady make first downs, keeping a drive alive and then score. Uh, there's a couple reasons for that, Graham. Um, Number one, you want to change it up. If all you ever do is man coverage, there are certain route combinations, bunch sets, etc. Things you can do that make it really hard 
to play man-to-man coverage. Picks, you know, they call them rub routes, whatever. If they know it's man, there are things they can do to make it pretty easy to get a guy open. So, or, or at least at a minimum, difficult to play man-to-man against. The idea, the goal is as much as possible to have the quarterback not be able to identify whether it's zone or man before the snap because that changes a lot if he knows whether or not it's zone or man and makes it a lot easier for him. That's number one. Number two, you know, there are certain situations and certain defenses, they're better in zone coverage. Certain players are better in zone than they are in man. You know, you can have a zone blitz where – you bring pressure, but you still have a guy in coverage in every zone. By the way, you drop the guys. Every zone is still accounted for. So uh, that's the answer, Graham, is, so you know, look, Seattle, they've run a lot of cover three over the years. It was very successful for them. Back in the day, Tampa ran a lot of Tampa two. It was very successful for them. So there are people that run a lot of zone and do very well with it. I know that some of our listeners who are patrons, patreon.com slash RT media do very well by being, I think we're done here. Members of patron patreon.com pizza, boy, brewing sportaculture vision comics with an X human head, NYC.com. Remember to check out even money fantasy feast college draft. And of course, Thought Andrew Brandt was excellent on the business of sports this week, diving really deep into the Aaron Rodgers situation. Oh, then I have a great weekend, everybody. I have a surprise guest on Monday. Looking forward to it. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 